For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is June 6, 2019. It is D-Day. 75 years ago, a large group of heroic men hopped off boats and planes and landed in the waters off the coast of a beach in Normandy, France. Charging the beach, all the while looking like sitting ducks in the water for the opposition to rain down bullets in an attempt to take their souls and continue to heist freedom from the rest of the world. These men knew their fatality was very much an option when they boarded the boats and planes. They very much knew that the family they had left back at home might never see them again. They knew the world we currently know was nowhere near an option if they didn't grab their guns and go and do something about it. These men swam directly in the face of evil and went on to save their world in the process. D-Day is a special day because it represents the peak in humanity, choosing to potentially sacrifice it all while battling the absolute worst in humanity. Take a moment today to think about what the beaches of Normandy truly represent. Just 75 years ago, they were a legit sandy line that was drawn between good and evil. And good fucking one god damn right huge thanks to the badasses who are, have served are serving and will serve in the military in the future you're the absolute greatest i don't think happy d-day is something that should be said but d-day is something we should remember as the greatest group of humans willing to sacrifice it all and go ahead and save the world it's a pretty fucking cool thing, man. Mm -hmm. Very lucky that we were on the right side of that and not the wrong side of that. Hindsight is always 50-50. Cam Newton said that. And to be honest, those beaches in Normandy were a moment in time that should never be forgotten, that should never be underappreciated because the world that we live in, although not perfect, we do not live in a perfect world. We do not live in a perfect country. There's a lot of things and flaws that happen all around the world, including at home here. But I'll tell you what, that little Normandy beach storm started something that really saved the world from fucking terrible humans doing terrible things to a lot of humans. D-Day is upon us. Let's never forget it. But today, we got a fucking heater for you. Mm -hmm. That is right. June 6, 2019 will be a day that will be remembered for a podcast that had a conversation with Jeopardy! James Holzhauer comes back on the show. Mm -hmm. Chatted with him for about 30 minutes about the disappointing loss on Monday in Jeopardy! A pop culture phenom who took over the game show world came to a devastating loss on Monday night. We talk all about it. People were blaming me for that loss. We got to the bottom of it. Big shout out to James Holzhauer for coming on the show. Also, big shout out to SeatGeek for being the official sponsor of the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth and the moon. Studies have shown that if you buy from SeatGeek, you're a smarter individual because SeatGeek does something that nobody else does. They scan all the other ticket buying platforms. 
They get a little bit nosy, a little bit nebby. What you guys got going on over there? Hey, these tickets are over here as well. What are you selling them for? Oh, you're selling them for that? We're going to sell them for cheaper than that because that's what SeatGeek does. They look out for you. And the ticket that you buy is the ticket that you get. There's no catfish in here. Mm -mm. No Nev Shulman or whatever the fuck his name was. Nope. No Manti Teo ticket process. What you see is what you get. What you buy is the best because SeatGeek is filled with incredible humans selling elite tickets to majestic humans that are buying them at home. Right now, you use promo code PAT. You get $10 off your first order. There's a lot of baseball games. Go take somebody out to the ball game. Mm -hmm. They have tickets to theater, too. You want to go watch a little play? Go watch a play. How about some comedians? You want to you laugh? Hey, make me laugh, funny guy. <laughs> use your tickets from SeatGeek because they're the absolute greatest. Right now, use promo code PAT, $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order. Let's have a little self-awareness. If we're not rich yet, let's use McAfee, get $20 off. If we are already doing well, use PAT. $10 off. Big thanks to SeatGeek for being the absolute greatest. Big thanks to the boys for getting in this NFL conversation early on your June 6, 2019. Some NFL news here in the middle of June, uh, which is fantastic. The Patriots and everybody seems to believe, including this guy's agent, that Rob Gronkowski will be back in the NFL next oh. year. Gronkowski has come out, though, and said not likely. Everybody else is like, he's going to be back. I'm excited to see what happens with Gronk. Gronk and his team put out a statement while they were retiring. Well, the first time he was going to retire, after it came out that they were thinking about trading him to Detroit, Detroit didn't deserve that. Yeah, no way. Detroit didn't deserve that. He's, his agent and his team put out that Gronk is contemplating pursuing a lucrative acting career and retiring from the game of football. So they put their spin zone before it, like, hey, he's thinking about retiring, and this is what he wants to get into. Plays another year, wins a Super Bowl, we ain't... Go in uh, nowhere. Well, it's like, see, like the there, there's another little beat there. Oh, you I know? always forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't going <sighs> nowhere. <laughs> we ain't <laughs> going going nowhere. nowhere. I get it now. We, we ain't going nowhere. Oh shit. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> hey, time starts tomorrow, Pat. <laughs> Uh, selfie videos with Tom Brady. They win the Super Bowl. Looks like he's enjoying football again. He has fun. Wins obviously has a gigantic catch in the Super Bowl too, down there by the goal line. Kind of retires, sails off into the sunset, goes on a party bender, celebrating his incredible career, which he should have because he played football exactly how Gronkowski wanted to play football. He took care of his family. He had a good time. He won. Didn't have many off the field problems. He's a good football. In my eyes, Hall of Famer for sure completely changed the way football was played whenever he was playing football he decides to retire and now everybody's speculating he's going to come back and in my eyes as somebody who retired early after pro bowl um <laughs> it's one of those things where that decision isn't just made overnight like that isn't a decision that he's just like wakes up and like oh you hey bro you uh, i'm retiring like that's a, <laughs> like i don't think that's how gronk sounds or talks but i assume that is the stereotypical thought of how gronk would sound I, don't th I think this was a very much a meticulated uh, conversation he had with his team and his people, and I think this is something he's really enjoyed, and I bet you he's sick of his back getting beat up. Oh, yeah. And I think he's got a lot of money and probably a lot of opportunities because of how big Gronk is in the name and as a human. I don't think there's a chance Gronk comes back and plays football this year. I don't think he plays football ever again. I think it's just funny and might be a little telling 
that the I think the Patriots might just be putting this out in the air because the two dudes who they signed to replace Gronk, Ben Watson, got suspended for PEDs, and then they just cut Austin Severian Jenkins. So they really don't have a tight end right now. So I think yeah. the Patriots are just kind of putting it out there in the air <laughs> to see if it stirs something. Uh, yeah, there's no problem. Hey, work for Dallas. We have a retired tight end that's going to come back. <laughs> that is funny to think about, though, that like in their head, they're like, uh, all right, this guy's out four games. Fucking A. He's supposed to be the super religious guy. How's he get <laughs> By the way, um, I read his comment. He took stuff whenever he was retired, didn't know he was going to come back. Uh, Pop took the test while he was retired. Uh. Interesting that, I don't know, it's just an interesting situation. Because if I'm retired, I'm literally going to tell you. Yeah. I think it actually happened. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No, they. I had to. As soon as I made my announcement, it made some news. I got actually a direct contact reach out from the NFL testing. They're like, "Are you really retiring?" I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "It's on Comedy Central. Good luck with everything." <laughs> Thank you. And they took me out of the testing thing, right? So Watson, whenever he said he was retired, then they tested him. That's interesting because for me, I was actually they actually reached out to me and were like, "Are you retired?" Yeah, we'll take you off the list. They must not have done that for Watson. Or do you think he was like, ah, "I think." so but i'm not sure and they're like well we're gonna leave you in i don't know it's interesting though it is very interesting to think about it all and the patriots signed him knowing he was gonna have that four game suspension i'd assume right i you would think i would Probably. assume that they he mentioned it. teams know everything right well teams seem to know everything and also, especially them benjamin watson's supposed to be a guy who's like very nice and everything about him is like he's supposed to be a long time. professional yeah, yeah so i would assume he would tell them like hey there's a chance that if i do come back i'm getting suspended but not a big deal, by the way. Still got 12 games with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's okay. But it is not a bad theory to think that the Patriots are just like uh, sending out a bird call basically to Gronk. Like, hey, pretty fucked right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, maybe a little bit more out of you. Uh, get you out of a boat for four weeks, maybe? Like, <laughs> like, think about I, think, I think they're still going to be okay, but you know, obviously Gronk would help. They're going to be so good. I, I often wonder how the other wide receivers feel. <laughs> about not getting invited to Tom Brady's backyard. Oh. Oh. I would feel very, very left out. Like Dorsett had an incredible run there in the playoffs. He's uh, uh, friendly. We're friend. We're friends. I'd say we're friendly. Like go. we never hung out, but we were on the same team together for a while. We talked for a while. We're friends. Had an incredible run. I was so happy for him in the playoffs and Super Bowl win a Super Bowl. And then I'm watching these training videos, and it's like it's Julian Edelman, Jules, and mm, Kill Harry, and uh, <laughs> Tom Brady. And I'm like oh, Phil, like hey, get your fucking ass to that backyard, Phil. I don't. I, I want to send him a DM, like hey, Dorset, run your little fucking four two ass right over to Tom Brady's back fucking yard. That is interesting to hear who gets invited, who doesn't. Uh, Brady, he didn't get invited because he was a first rounder and Brady was a six. So he's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> and he was really a fourth round. He should have been a fourth rounder. Uh, <laughs> do you think maybe, because it's, it's, there's never ever a situation where Tom's like, hey, do you want to come work out? And he's like, no, I got this thing going on down in Miami. I'm going to work out with my trainer. Like, never you go, in you go a work million years. If, if you're starting quarterback and you're a wide receiver, wide receivers are always, always politicking for more balls. Mm-hmm. Always. I mean, it's just the way it goes. Oh, can I get you this? Can I get you that? Can I do that? If there's a chance to do something with a quarterback that you could potentially get your hands on the ball a lot more people are going to sign up for that 10 times out of 10 there 10 times out of 10 <laughs> I, i'm impressed by the way tom brady though is just continuing to just build and build he's a social media yeah, monster now he's fucking just crushing everything he's got that left knee sleeve that should make some people a little worried a little mm-hmm. hesitant and he said i treat my first like my last and my last like my first is a mm-hmm. caption to his thing so everybody's like wait this is his last this is his last is this his last go i have no idea greatest quarterback of all time though. i hope it's his last go just for the sake of the NFL. Yep, for everyone. 
<laughs> for all other thirty-one <laughs> so fan bases. Stop being awesome. They are so fucking good, man. Yeah. What if what if what if these no come out? What, what if they just come out and shit the bed? What if it's like a one in fifteen year with Tom Brady <laughs> oh, be behind awesome. so sweet. at quarterback? That'd be I awesome. I would. It would never happen. I would. Now. I would be cool with them winning the next Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. If Tom then came out the next season and had a one in fifteen season instead of riding off in the sunlight into oh. the sun, it's I'd rather them win a Super Bowl and then him go one in fifteen rather than them go to like the AFC Championship and then he's done or something. Like that. Well, I don't think he would be done if if they go if they have a bad season, which. I, I want to make sure everybody's listening. In no way am I thinking the Patriots are going to have a bad <laughs> no. season. It's just not going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of other great teams. I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to have an incredible season. I'm excited to see if they can go up against New England and get a big win there. Just re-signed Rigoberto Sanchez to a new deal. Congrats to him on getting the bag. Very happy for him, man. They signed Jeff Locke to take my spot. They brought him in as an undrafted guy, and all he did was work his ass off and punk Locke out of a fucking job. <laughs> I like Rigoberto Sanchez a lot. I'm happy for him. But I, I just, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could be really good. The Pittsburgh Steelers have this eerily, like eerie silence about them right now. Nobody's really talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers because all their drama is gone. But they have a young, hungry team that seems to like each other. They seem to like each other. And in, in the world of football, liking each other goes a long, long, long way. And the Steelers are a winning organization. But they could go to complete shit, too. I mean, everything could happen there. The Dolphins... <laughs> Dolphins are Dolphins. <laughs> Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills. The Jets might be a great football team. Adam Gase running general better. manager and head coach over there. But other than that, it seems like it's going to be the Patriots and the Colts in the in AFC. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah they're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah but without regress. And your Cleveland Browns. Oh, and the Brownies. I completely forgot about my Cleveland Browns. <laughs> They look really good, too, by the way. Odell's running great routes right now. <laughs> Threw a little tutter to him right down the seam there. Baker Mayfield's going to be a magician this year. I'm excited. We interrupt this incredible conversation about foosball in June to tell you that this Father's Day, Tommy John is reminding you that their quick draw fly saves guys 217 minutes of unnecessary fumbling per year. Wow. It's a fact, Jack. Even if your name's not Jack. It's a fucking fact. So instead of fly fishing in the bathroom, you know, trying to figure out how to get it out, Dad can spend more time out on the water. Whether it's your father, brother, or husband, give the gift of life-changing comfort this Father's Day with Tommy John. Tommy John's lightweight, breathable underwear in limited edition outdoorsy prints and colors are perfect for everything from fishing trips to weekend getaways. Plus, for guys more likely to recline than cast a line, they've created exclusive Father's Day gift sets featuring loungewear, apparel and additional underwear styles so comfortable he won't believe it Mm. their underwear legs never ride up the waistband never rolls down and you'll never get a wedgie guaranteed but did you also know you're covered for everything else all tommy john is backed by the best pair you ever wear it's free guarantee if he doesn't love his first item you'll get a full refund are you kidding me it's incredible that's a that's a win-win in the gift-giving business because mm-hmm. they like it, they keep it, they don't love it, no big deal, no harm, no foul. If it's not the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee, send them on back. Make sure you grab your gifts early. Their limited edition collections are sure to sell out soon. I got camo ones. 
They feel good. They look good. I'm excited to put them on. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Pat for 20% off your first order. Plus, find out how you can get a free expedited shipping and guaranteed Father's Day delivery on orders placed by June 12th. That's TommyJohn.com slash Pat for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Pat, 20% off. Shout out to Tommy John. Shout out to you for still listening to the show. We're about to get good. I think I can't wait for the fucking NFL. Oh, I just, God. I literally it's, just, it just hit me. Now I was about to run through all thirty-two teams right there in my head, <laughs> and I just can't wait for the NFL to get started. So you know, it just hit you. Like it hit me two days ago. I, I just put out a tweet. I miss football. Like and when I right before I sent that, I was like, "This is how many days? It's this is the mark. This is the point of time after the season that I officially like can't go any longer." So like I, in the NFL, there's like a rookie wall you hit. Uh-huh week 11 or something like that it's like week 11 to like week 14 you're just like you you just hit a wall that's what we're at right now as fans like i am at the point where i'm like okay it's within reach training camp is within reach but there's nothing really near forward or back when it comes to football the only thing we can talk about is speculative stories just like um uh, Phil Sims coming out and saying that he thinks the NFL players would gladly accept an 18 game schedule uh, this upcoming year, which is an interesting statement to make <laughs> as a guy who's been out of the league for 45 <laughs> years. Um, I think Phil Sims does good on TV. Uh, I think all that stuff, but I think he's very off here. I've always said this when it comes to the number of games thing for the NFL, which is always going to be a topic of discussion because there's so much money on the line, both TV wise, stadium revenue. You're talking about about everything there is so much money on the line for adding games because you're adding a concert you're adding a, a whole nother concert for the band to perform at and it's not just a concert that's that's live in person in front of 70,000 people sold out guaranteed for sure it's also being streamed to millions of people paying millions of dollars for this whole thing I mean it is a massive financial decision to add a game or lose a game I've always said this make it let's meet in the middle let's make it 17 games let's add a bye week so it is officially 19 weeks so there's two bye weeks, 17 games, get rid of a preseason game or two so that you have like two real preseason games. The third preseason game, treat it like it's the AAFL, treat it like it's the XFL. It's just tryout guys, bubble guys anyways. Give them that game, but make sure fans know that this is going to be basically a fucking scrimmage between players that aren't going to make this team or special teamers. Add a bye week, have 17 games, and let's just fucking keep it moving going forward. Let's add a, let's in proportion, add to the salary of everybody so you literally take no money out of anybody's pocket for another performance pay them for the bye week as well and just keep it moving then we add an extra game it's not 18 which is what the nfl wants it doesn't stay at 16 which is what the players want but it's a nice win-win for everybody as fans we get an extra game we get an extra week of football two extra weeks of football we get an extra opportunity to watch our team blow it Mm-hmm. or win it and I think it makes everything much different whenever it comes to when people start trying or not trying and drafting and all that shit might change the game of football a bit too if you're adding extra weeks because people can't run as well at the end of the season so it might be changing rules might be doing a lot of things but it's a lot more money to be made and I, I think it's the right move are you are, are you uh, I, I offered you this position you can take Marie Smith's position or Goodell's which way are you going right now Pat you're handpicked you're going to succeed one like of these two Goodell You'll do Goodell? I'd rather be Goodell than Demory Smith, mostly because of this. At the end, Goodell is the one that's in charge. I I think there should be somebody much better than Demory Smith, but if you're giving me the head of the NFL Players Association or the head of the NFL, <laughs> one gets paid $40 million a year, one gets paid like $5 million a year, which is still yeah. out. 
landish that that happens <laughs> but i would much rather be goodell but i wouldn't you mind. couldn't though i mean because you'd be you'd have the player mentality and taking care of your boys yeah. and the billionaire boys club is like hey we I we need some more hay it. in the barn yeah, but bro i i honestly think it's a business man and, and for a, a business like hey Sometimes you got to scratch somebody else's back. I, too far, it's been like, we're at odds. We're at odds. Like, everything's a war. Like, oh, you want to up the THC level? Okay. Well, we're going to need to have Roger Goodell make every single decision without any conversation. It's like, uh, well, is that really what we have to do? Can we not just do this and then do this? Have a little good faith in each other that we need each other here. We're all making too much money. Let's just keep it moving forward. The, ga- the league's the best league on earth. Nobody's going to leave us. Our diehard fans, no matter what happens, they're going to watch. People are going to buy merch. The game is going to hold up for itself no matter what. Let's just get into a good business relationship here so that everybody's happy. Everybody's moving forward. Yes, some people are going to get fucked some people are going to get overpaid but in the end if we're doing business together i think that's how it should be honestly i think that's how it should be and i've said that on numerous occasions in nflpa meetings like hey wait, do we ever just do business like it feels like everything you guys are talking about Actually is like, like we're going to war we're going to war it's like uh, do you tell them that like when we're going in to meet with them because if i'm going in to meet with zito about zito's contract and zito literally is telling everybody before coming in to me like i'm about to go to war with pat like how the fuck do you think i'm gonna act I mean, that start. Yeah, everything is yeah. just like oh are we gonna are we keeping score here is this war because if that's the case i am gonna beat you that that is just the way it goes and i think that has been lost over the last decade or so probably because there's so much money on the line and there's a lot of greed that gets involved but man it would be cool to be able to have the nfl and the nflpa be able to like actually chat like hey man like weed is not that big of a deal it's a lot better than the painkillers that we've been getting can we just take that off and uh let's figure out something we can give you on the backside maybe another hour of practice like in in off season like let's figure something out here so we can make a deal or you can just give it up to us by the way good faith just being good people and let's just move forward it's just that has seemed to be lost because didn't roger goodell put a number that he wanted to make he put a number on he said, "Like I want to, I want to make this amount of money, like a bottom line." He said, "I want to make this for you guys," and that has kind of shaped every decision he's made. Like everything is for the dollar. Everything is for the dollar. Mm-hmm. This, 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 this is all for the money. See, if I was the union, I think I'd push harder for uh-uh. I, players' association. Players' association. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I would push harder for the guaranteed money, and I would say, yes. "We'll play your eighteen games, but you guarantee every single contract these guys." Eighteen sign. games will not happen. The 18 games will not happen. 17 with another bye week, I think, is very. But would you do it if it was if every contract was guaranteed? Um, I don't. I just don't think guys' bodies would be able to. Like, I, I think it's just a it's a far fetched conversation. Just because whenever you get the playoffs, anyways, guys are running on fucking fumes. Fun, yeah, busted everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just nothing left. I just I just don't think it's a. I don't think it's good for the game either. I don't think it's good for the product of football, which is what you should really care about in the end anyways. If you're really worrying about business, you should worry about the the quality of the product on the field. I don't think 18 will ever happen. 17 with another bye week, though, seems like the perfect answer, and I honestly hope that that's what it ends up being. Everybody will get more money. Everybody gets more money. Everybody gets more money, get another bye week, too. I mean, it's just like... It's a really cool. I think that would be a good. Start. As a fan, we're cool with two bye weeks too. I I I love a good bye week because then you get to watch every other game and don't have to worry about your own team <laughs> and what's going on with that that day. I love the fuck. Mathematically though, how do you give each team two bye weeks by just adding one more week to the schedule? No, you had two weeks. 
You yeah, add another weeks. game, but it's another bye week as well. So it would be a it would be a nineteen week season. Oh, but seven you would play seventeen games. Yeah, yeah, 16, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. they would have to. Obviously, there would be those schedule makers are insane too. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, my they last do it my last year as a Colt, we my last year in the league, we went to training camp early because we're in the Hall of Fame game. We were in London. We played on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and something else. It was the worst fucking <laughs> – it was the worst schedule. I Looking at it, I was just going for it. I'm like, oh, we're literally every single holiday, which is awesome, by the way. That means prime time. We got to travel to London, and we got an extra 10 days of training camp. This is awesome. Can't wait. Let's fucking go to oh, work. Speaking of tra- training camp, so I was, looking at the, I was looking at the schedule for training camps this year. There's teams like starting like – Middle of July. Like, when did that fucking start? You go, don't you always get extra time if you have a new rookie head yeah. coach? If you have a rookie head coach, you get extra time, both the OTAs and well, like the, the training camp. Middle of July camp. is always, I feel like I that's just, early. In my head, too, by the way, the rookies get an extra week, too. Yeah. You get an extra week with the rookies before the vets get there. I don't know how much longer you want them there. I mean, this is very much a player's view, but <laughs> I mean, how long do you want me staying at Anderson University? Is that going to make me a better football player? I do enjoy. And I've come around on this. I was very against it there for a while when I saw a bunch of other teams. They were having their training camps at home and people were sleeping at their houses and shit. I, there is something to be said about going to a place. The camaraderie that gets built up whenever you're away from your family, you're away from your kids, you're away from everything. You're just in it together and you're living in these shitty-ass dorms and you're going to public bathrooms and you're eating the same food every day and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're working out together. There is something to be said about forming a bond that can't be formed in the, in the, mm-hmm. the comforts Makes of your sense, own yeah. home. So I don't mind it that much, the whole travel and getaway thing. I was very against it until an older teammate of mine who had like four kids was like, I love it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, man, I get three weeks away from my kids, and I get to sleep. I get to hang out with the boys every night. I get to – I was say, you could do two weeks. You could do two weeks and then go back. Well, it's to one of those home. buzzwords, right? You eliminate, quote, unquote, distractions. You yep. have everyone focused. Yeah, but what about all the methods outside looking for audience? <laughs> Aren't they a distraction? That was tough living in Anderson. That's what happened at, dude. I went up to your room there one time. I'm like, man, I am jetting home right right after this. (laughs) Going to my California king. Sorry, bro. Yeah, I got this fucking little (laughs) tiny little queen bed. I got a chance to move up the ladder pretty quickly, though, when they cut everybody. So when they cut everybody, Peyton Manning to be included in that list of people that were cut. I got moved down the dorm. So, like, the higher up you are, the younger you are. So, like, in the attic, basically, you're the rookie. It's, like, this terrible fucking dorm. I was never up there because my rookie year, we were in Terre Haute, a different place. It was pretty nice, but, boy, it was tough. (laughs) Then, like, you kind of moved down, and, like, the second floor is, like, the younger vets, though, like, three years, four years in. And then they just cut everybody on the team. So, all of a sudden, I became a guy that had a lot of years there. So, they... I, I know that there was a discussion like we have to put Pat on the bottom floor. Like we don't want to, but we have to. They gave me the room right outside of the living room area, yeah. like the congregate the area. The loudest room. The loudest room for sure. I absolutely loved it. It was just like uh like it was almost like the it was an extension of the lobby was my room. I had a recliner in there, I had a fucking TV in there. People would just come in, hang out. I had a blast with it. All the OGs are in probably the, why they put you there. They're in the basement. The OGs are in the basement though. They got like fucking suites down we, there. Like we f- did that. Tour back and face dorm room. Remember that thing where I knock and you're like, "Hello, <laughs> yeah, here's my bed, <laughs> and uh, here's a fridge, here's, here's a, a chair, and uh, <laughs> that's Anderson University." No, my room though got better. I went to the Renaissance Center and got a camouflage uh, recliner. <laughs> I think it was a hit with the boys. <laughs> kind of like a 70-inch flat screen. 
It was awesome. Yeah, rena rent a center, veteran move. Veteran oh, move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody told me about it, though. I had to kind of figure it out myself. I'd walk into people's rooms that hadn't been on team as long as me. I'm like, how the fuck did you get this TV? They're like, oh, rent a center, man. Didn't uh, blah, blah, blah give you the number? I'm like, no, I fucking hate that person. That's <laughs> <laughs> like my fourth training camp. What are we doing here? Can you explain to Zito how rent a center works? So rent a center, you Whoa. just you just go in there and you you rent it, and it's a it's a it's an entire center of. I've been a rent a center before. I don't don't mean well. You asked me like two weeks. What? So what? You just rent stuff? <laughs> yeah, I figured <laughs> out that day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's sound out the name of the company. Rent a center. <laughs> All right. So what did you possibly think was happening in that store? I actually had no idea. I, I thought it was just a store with a clever name, <laughs> kind of like those like. Uh, but like you didn't. What God? Cinnabon. <laughs> Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is a very clever name. Very, yes, very clever. Chick Fil A is a very clever name. Also, I learned that the one in the mall downtown Indianapolis that is not profiting at all. That mall, that entire mall, is not profiting at all, except for their food court. I guess the Chick Fil A is one of the top grossing Chick Fil A's in all the country, Love right it. here in downtown really? Indianapolis. Powered wow. by Chick Fil A, it's literally yeah. keeping the entire mall open. <laughs> Every Chick Fil A is the most fucking is the top Chick Fil A. Did that? So so yeah. Have you ever gone to a Chick Fil A? No one's been there, dude. It's incredible, yeah. and you can't just buy one. By the way, you have to work there before yes. you can franchise one. Because mm -hmm. obviously, as soon as they start popping up, I'm like Jordan Belfort, like yo. Hey, how do we get a Chick-fil-A? Can we not just buy a franchise, a Chick-fil-A franchise? How about a McDonald's franchise? How do I buy these things? They're like, well, McDonald's, you go on a waiting list. That's very tough to get. In Chick-fil-A, you have to work at it for two years. I'm like, fuck me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not making a waffle yeah. fries for two years. I'm like, well, maybe it's a, not a bad investment, by the way. That's why the product is so good, though. I think Chick-fil-A... Yeah, it's so good. Across the board is more consistent than any other restaurant. And the it customer is. service. The customer service oh, yeah. is what's so oh, Dude, they, the, line, the line may be all the way to the street, but yeah. it moves so quickly. You Those kids out there with iPads are washing the wheels on your car. Sweating. <laughs> They'll do your taxes. Whoever's, <laughs> whoever's figuring out the, how the line works at Chick-fil-A should go up to fucking Everest and figure out that situation. No, I think <laughs> that's the only person who would figure it out. I don't think you can just iPad the Everest. <laughs> you should have had your brother Jay working in Chick-fil-A like yep. four years ago oh. and then just give him the money, buy it. He's the shadow puppet for you. Boom. You're just like you want franchise. people to get your doctorate for you? That's we can you still do it. We can yeah. still do it right now. Jay! <laughs> <laughs> Is Jay here? Should be. Yeah, yeah. He should get a resume ready right now. Work his way up to assistant manager. He left. Yeah. Uh, Not manager material. <laughs> <laughs> Fire day one. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Not a good look. <laughs> I, 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 I love Jay, but I don't know that he would. He worked in the food business for a I long know, time. I know, but that like that staff, like like Todd was saying, they do. They're just like, hello, God, what a beautiful day. Jay, uh, Jesus hello. loves you, and we have great food. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and Jay pay would, his dues. I know, to but Jay would be like, what the owner. fuck do you want? <laughs> Take it easy on the chicken <laughs> slander. They're not saying Jesus loves you. No, but I'm just saying that you know. They are an upbeat bunch, though. It's like yeah. a cult almost. Oh, yeah. It's an incredible one. I, mm -hmm. They do it right. And the fact that they've stayed committed to the closed on Sundays. Thing, I know. Knowing that they could probably make oh, another fucking 50 to 100 million probably per state. How many people think about Chick-fil-A on Sunday? Uh, every time. I, I, See? Everyone. Every See? time you want to go to it. <laughs> See? It's that's Sunday. why. That's why, though. That's true. Yeah. But also, I was thinking like. They could do very well on the after church crowd, I think. Oh, those chicken, oh. those chicken biscuits. With the play place, too? Yeah. Those hey, chicken go get minis. your dressing niggers on. <laughs> the, little, the little chicken biscuits, yeah, man. They're incredible. A, chicken minis. I, um. <laughs> chicken oh. minis. That's what they're called. <laughs> I like Chick fil A a lot. 
I don't mind the um, I don't mind the closed on Sunday. I like it. It's, it's just like Yingling move. wasn't available everywhere, and it became like this mystique thing. Like, oh, I want Yingling. It's like um, Poppy Van Winkle. They only make a certain amount of it, the whiskey, and everybody wants it. It's like uh, McDonald's breakfast, right? It went to mm-hmm. all day. Has that helped them or hurt them, you think? Kind of hurt them. Dude, you know what it is now? I'll order an Egg McMuffin, though, at fucking 10 p.m. and not even blink an eye. Oh, yeah. I want to let it be known. Oh, yeah. Have you heard what they've done recently? What? Um, This sounds serious. So one of my girlfriend's friends went to go on Saturday to get lunch and get, obviously, what's it called? A uh, McChicken Mm -hmm. at 1130. They don't start serving lunch until noon now. Like, you can't go at 11.30 and get a fucking McChicken. Yeah, you can't get fries before noon. You can't get fries either. before fucking noon. What are you talking about? They yep. spin zoned it? McDonald's. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, I can't get a McChicken at 11 a.m., but I can get an Egg McMuffin at, at 11.30 p.m.? Correct. They, they're ass backwards right now. What are they doing? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever what? they want. They yeah. just do whatever they yeah, want. They're winning. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> and but we like, just sit there and take it. I get hungry for lunch at 11 a.m. Like, I'm not waiting until noon for fucking I just, lunch. I just, I don't know if that's a normal thing for me to get hungry for lunch either, but if I want to fucking make chicken oh. and it's near sunlight has been up for a little Correct. bit, if the sun is almost directly overhead, I should be able to have a McChicken. Yeah. I agree. It, it's a wild. I don't know why both options aren't available. Always. Why can't they coexist? How hard could it be? Why can't, can't they coexist? We're signing petitions for the wrong shit. Yep. People know, complain right? about game. Write a petition to McDonald's to exactly. get lunch nice. back. Before noon. Mm-hmm. Or no, have all yeah. both options full time. Yeah, 24 7. I mean, why close? There, take Fuck. it to a poll. If you're listening right now, uh, I would like you to tweet us at Pat McAfee Show, at Todd McComas, at Diggs with a Z, at Nick Morado, at Hey Gorman, at Viva Lazito, at Ty Schmidt, at Evan Foxy, and tell us if you think McDonald's is doing it right or wrong. You can't get a McChicken sandwich at 11 o'clock. Come on. It's communism. What are we doing here? It is communism. This it took down Venezuela, by the way. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. Fascist. Take Jim Kong. It's going it to happen here. It's going to happen here. This is the, the beginning of the end. Wise up, America. Hey, you guys saw, speaking of take it easy. <laughs> McDonald's, McDonald's starts forcing people to eat lunch after noon. Come on. What's next, bro? What What's is next? next? I'm sorry, Gorman Sports Network. What were you going to say? No, it was actually a CBD slash marijuana update, but I just read Take It Ease. That's a uh, a cannabis distributor uh, comes to your door place. It's called Ease. How's it spelled? E-A-Z-E. Really? Deliver it? Ease. It's a cannabis delivery uh, thing. I don't know what state it is in, but I saw it on social media today. I like the name. It sounds like Ease. Yeah. That sounds like Ease. Or Easy. Oh, it may be Easy. But I saw it in Reddit as Take It Ease. Ease. Hmm. Maybe we get maybe we start one called Take It Ease. Take It Ease. What then like one guy start a stupid Starbucks or something like that across yeah. the street? Oh, yeah. 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 Other, yeah. <laughs> I love What was the law that protects them? Uh, dumb Starbucks. Parody law. Dumb Parody. Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> I hope they get ease in Indiana soon. Ease. Mm-hmm. Take it ease. <laughs> Speaking of take it ease, a lot of people are blaming me for this fucking Jeopardy James thing, man. I was taking a lot of heat after Monday night's episode of Losing. So we sat down and talked to the man himself, straight to the horse's mouth. You're going to be interested to hear what he said. It might have been my fault. Who knows? Before we get to the greatest game show player in modern history, before we get to friend of the show, Jeopardy James, before we get to professional sports gambler, James. I want to tell you about something that is truly awesome. It's actually a box of awesome. Bespoke Post has a box of awesome that delivers at your doorstep and gives you gifts that you would never think about buying yourself, but once you get them, you go, bingo! 
With their Box of Awesome, Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. They test everything in the Box of Awesome themselves, from style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Every product gets put through the ringer before it gets put inside a monthly Box of Awesome. Everything's tried and true, Foxy. Tested. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. It's a quick one. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Mm. Each box costs only $45, but has over $70 worth of gear inside guaranteed. Hello, $25 being made in the green already before it even gets started. And right now you get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code HEARTLAND at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code HEARTLAND for 20% off your first box. They've sent me so much cool shit, it's hard to keep track. Just know that it's scattered throughout the office and it makes my day every single time. Mm -hmm. These are things that I would never buy myself because I don't have a lot of time to go shopping. And also, I would never be able to find these things because they search the world for cool shit, send them to you. It's like a little Christmas gift to yourself every single month from your friends at Bespoke Post. Boxofawesome.com, code Heartland, 20% off your first box, and you'll thank me later. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us again is a friend of the show, a man that took the world by storm with his incredible brain. He had 32 wins on Jeopardy just here recently until Monday Night Loss. Alex Trebek called him the most electric human he's ever seen in his entire life. Off the record. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights fan, professional sports gambler, trivial wizard, Jeopardy, James Holzheim. <laughs> Just last week, you did the greatest billionaire walk I've ever seen in my life after, <laughs> in honor of my fake punt dance. Now you say that you have Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, the bad guy. Yeah, I think this one was when you pinned uh, someone inside the five-yard line or something. You did a little, you know, wave to the crowd, and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of frame. I'm out of frame. Let me do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Monday night, James. The world watched the ending of an era, the Jeopardy James era on Jeopardy. You knew... It was coming, and when you talked to us, I got no hint of that at all. Has the Jeopardy people thanked you for your incredible ability to not give away the story be before whoever leaked the footage? You know, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure that people listen to the Pat McAfee show, but uh, if they do, they probably gave me a little salute for, uh, for that. Uh, well, if the Jeopardy people should listen, they should <laughs> you have obviously known for a while now that that was coming. Was it hard not to give that away in interviews with us or anything like that? You know, I think in general, the whole time is, uh, you know, unless I got tripped up on something, I thought if it was a fun surprise to spring on everyone, just exactly how long it's going to go. Too bad the uh, the New York Post decided they needed to leak the results a day early, but what can you do? Is that who it was? It was the New York Post because the Jeopardy people said uh, something along the lines. They used the word very, very, very appropriate action towards the person that they think leaked it. it do you have any idea or are you a part of those discussions about how pissed off Jeopardy was? <laughs> uh, no, not really, but you know, I think that uh, 
what what happened is there were some videos circulating like as early as Friday night on the internet, but there were just you know five people sharing it on Twitter. But then you know once the mainstream media source picked up on it, everyone was going to find out. Oh my God! When you look back on your time on Jeopardy, how do you view it as a positive one, as one that you're happy that happened, or one that you're happy that's over? That would be a pretty pretty snarky to say it was not a good experience overall. No, I mean uh, I knew it had to end sometime, and I think. If it had to end, it ended about as well as it could have. You know, I didn't beat myself with a silly mistake. I just lost to a great player playing a great game. Can't ask for much more than that. So a lot of people, there's conspiracy theories flying because watching you, here's some actual (laughs) stats. Over your run, 32 wins, 33 shows, 1,160 correct answers to 36 incorrect responses. Your touchdown to turnover ratio (laughs) is legendary. (laughs) So whenever somebody sees you stumble or lose, you can see how a lot of us go, well, there's no way that guy would lose just by losing. Like something had to be up. I'm assuming you heard about a lot of these conspiracy theories? Oh, yeah, they're all great. You know, I mean, if, if I'm going to throw a game, am I going to do it in a game where I get no questions correct? And, uh, yeah, it's all very silly. But, um, I, I mean, your listeners are sports fans. Sports fans know upsets happen, right? You know, Buster Douglas happens. The 08 New York Giants happen. These, you know, no team wins forever and uh, streaks happen. But, you know, really, if you look back at the streak, I, I played great, of course. But there were so many games where one break could have gone against me and that cost me the game. And, you know, nothing really went my way this time. Andy Ruiz Jr. knocked out Anthony (laughs) Joshua on Saturday night. Okay. Everybody's like upset of the century, upset of the century. This guy knocks out Anthony Joshua. Then on Monday, a librarian takes out James Holzhauer. The world was just hit with a two piece of upsets that they could have never expected in history. You have to understand that. Um, What's next for you? I guess uh, no, no one can blame you uh, for the McAfee curse since this episode was already in the can. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, that is right. James, I wasn't going to try to ask you about that. I was just going to kind of let that fly, but I am very thankful that you came out, got ahead of that for me, and said that this was no way my fault at all for you losing that game. You, you want to repeat that uh, just in case anyone didn't hear it? <laughs> I appreciate you, man. That means a lot. That's making me feel a lot better about my thoughts on things now. I can continue back running with and betting on myself heavily because, goddamn, this McAfee curse was a real thing for a long time, James. It was a real thing. I was was starting to get to the Drake records, but we've turned it around now. We've turned it around, which I'm pretty excited about. Speaking of turning things around. See, that that Drake thing was just... That Dre thing was just a joke. He didn't actually show up to Jeopardy. I actually talked to you. So, <laughs> Hey, James, I don't need you flip-flopping like that. Man. I don't need you. Your Twitter game has gotten incredible, yep. by the way. I very much have enjoyed what you've been doing. Have you been enjoying the social media life and becoming a little bit of a famous man now on the Internet? Yeah, it has been better than I thought it would be, I guess I would say. I mean, you know, still time for the other shoe to drop. But, uh, no, it's, it's going good. You're, you're funny on there, too. Very clever man. I think that's uh, not something that everybody has. I think you should sit back and enjoy the shit out of this social media run you're going to have. Well, well, hey, you know, I know a guy who transitioned into a second career as a media personality and stand-up comic. Maybe I'll take some tips from him. Now we're talking. I can write you a bunch of notes. What are you going to do next? What's up? I know you got a couple million dollars coming to you in the next four months, allegedly, your exact quote. They said they're going to expedite it for you, which is awesome because you've done so much for the show. But what is next? Are you going to take some time off? Are you going to be getting prepared for the big fall football season so you can go take down some more sports books? What is the plan for James Holzhauer? 
Well, good news for my bankroll. They actually paid me this week uh, just so they can get some publicity yeah. shots of me receiving the check. So. <laughs> was it a big check? Was it a big check? Yeah. Did they give you a briefcase? What was it? Yeah, just it was. It was a whole <laughs> briefcase. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> no comment on how money gets passed around in Vegas, but uh, no, it was one big check. <laughs> well, congratulations on that. I'm excited for you and your family to get to enjoy your brain's uh, treasures a little bit. What What are you going to get into next? Are you going to take some time off? Are you going to get back into the gambling? Got a big game three coming up tonight. Uh, NBA Finals, NHL, Stanley Cup Finals happening right now. Are you going to go dip your toes in that water now that you have a little bit larger bank account to be playing with? with some fun coupons. What's the plan for James Holzheimer? <laughs> you know, for now, I'm still comfortable taking some time off work. I think maybe even until football season rolls around. Uh, you know, other than baseball, there's not a lot to bet on right now, and I'm rather enjoying uh, taking it easy. There's, there's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of media requests this week that I had to sift through, and I kind of had to, like, Say I'm telling like, yeah, you know, I'm already seeing someone. He's a punter. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you doing that. Uh, no, but I'd say, I'd, yeah, I would say plan A is uh, just to resume gambling as normal in the fall. But, you know, there's some really, really interesting stuff coming into the inbox now. So I, I'd be a fool not to at least consider stuff. Um you know, people talk about me going to another game show. Jeopardy still owns my rights until the Tournament of Champions uh, that I'm on finishes airing, and I think maybe even for a while beyond that. So it could be a while on that, but, you know, if you wouldn't be too surprised to see me on TV or in, on a website, sports related in some capacity. Uh, Action Network swinging for the fences with you. I've already put two and two together there. Um, you don't have to say anything. I, uh, Pat McAfee says that's not James Holzhauer saying anything. I that That's so intriguing to me that Jeopardy owns your rights because when you go on like America's Got Talent, they own like your rights. Uh, American Idol, they own your rights. The Voice, the same type of thing. It's intriguing to think that Jeopardy knows that a potential James Holzhauer can come and they don't just want you just to go pivot to another place and make money off it. Is that kind of what the the jeopardy rights thing is like you can't go play trivia nights at restaurants right now or what is uh what are the rules <laughs> i don't think it extends quite that far you know you know what i think is funny though is that the the rules seem to only be written for trivia show contestants so I, you know i can't go on who wants to be a millionaire but i asked them hey can i go run on american ninja warrior can i go uh receive a championship belt on a pro wrestling show if they invite me to do that and they said yes to both of those so oh. it's only the I, I think they've never fielded these questions before <laughs> okay so anything i don't have to use my brain for got it <laughs> all right you got it tournament of champions um you got to feel pretty good going into that is that all the ogs of jeopardy like ken will be there and all of them will be there and it's finally your time to prove uh where you rank amongst all the other contestants or are you just excited to kind of meet them all chat with them all and kind of uh up your trivia knowledge a bit you know they haven't told me anything yet but um what i would expect is it will just be the, the normal tournament of champions where they invite the 15 best contestants from the past couple of years uh and then if they decide they need to do some kind of super tournament with me facing ken or whoever then that would i think be a separate deal but you know, not a whole lot of information has come in yet. I, just, I can't uh, spoil anything for you. Sorry. <laughs> well, we do know you were very good at the act of not telling anybody anything because that last show, I thought you were on for at least another four months. Honestly, after talking to you the last time, also in that last sure. show, I learned what Watson was. I had no idea what a Watson was. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. Uh, <laughs> James. <laughs> um, 
You said, though, that they swiped Watson a little bit clean so he doesn't know, he or she, I guess, doesn't know everything anymore. So is the ultimate Jeopardy battle now you and Ken? Is that what everybody is looking forward to? Is that the heavyweight fight? Is that what literally everybody is looking forward to in the trivia world? Uh, yeah, I guess you would say so. You know, I think it's funny, though, is the leading money winner on Jeopardy is not me or Ken. It's a guy named Brad Rutter who's won, I think it's five super tournaments they've put him in, uh, and he's never lost to anyone except Watson, the computer. Uh, so, you know, the obvious play would be to have just me facing Brad and Ken for, I don't know, what kind of prize pool or whatever, but, you know, maybe they want to spin it into a bigger thing. Who, who knows? I don't produce TV shows. They, uh, they might have yeah. grander plans than that. <laughs> James, maybe you, Ken, and that other guy that has the most money, $5 million prize to the winner, $3 million prize to the second place, and then like a nice uh, $1.5 million to the third place just to say thanks to you guys. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think all of us would probably do it for a tenth of that money, but if they want to have another zero on the end, I'm not going to complain. Uh, well, James, I appreciate you, man. I, Whenever I saw you lose, yeah. I was legitimately heartbroken. A part of my nights that I've become so accustomed to was about to change, although Emma's great. Uh, I think she's probably going to have a good run. I am very excited to see what you do next, especially with the way the sports gambling media is starting to come in so strong, and you're one of the faces of it. I, I can't wait to see what you do next. I guess I, uh, I, I was, it was hard for me to hold in the secret one time when I, I kept meeting people around town who would uh, shake my hand and say, oh, thank you. Thanks to Jeopardy and you. I finally have something to talk about with my wife over dinner. Or finally, when I talked to my mom over dinner, I got something to chat about. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> one week from now, you're going to have to start asking how her day was. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nice distraction, man. Just watch the smart guy on the far left up here of these three. He's just going to answer every fucking question. Did you know this 1,160 correct clues to 36 incorrect clues stat before I read it to you today? I uh, can't say I knew the exact numbers, but I figured they'd be in that ballpark, sure. Do you remember, though, did you, do you remember wh which wrong answer made you most mad? Uh, good question. You know, I, uh, I guess when I missed a question about the Babe Ruth category, I, uh, they asked about what player leadership position he had and I just spat out manager and I should have known he was never a manager. You know, I'm very familiar with his career, but, uh, it was captain instead. It makes a lot more sense, but yeah, you know, you, uh, you got to put everything past you and just move on. Short-term memory. I respect that a lot. The did you Was there plenty of answers you clicked the button and you knew that you would just be able to figure it out by the time allotted to you? Or did you know the answer while you were clicking the button? I tried not to do that. It was, uh, you know, I, if, in my mind, if I couldn't figure it out in the time it takes them to read the question, there's a decent chance I'm not going to figure it out in the next five seconds. You know, I do have sometimes a, a really quick clue that's, takes a few seconds to puzzle out and i think maybe once or twice i buzzed in on those on spec but it was not a normal part of my strategy huh. i assumed everybody did that <laughs> yeah i would have thought so because <laughs> normally yeah. the ones that i get right i normally don't get right until the end of set allotted time like i so in my head i would assume people would just be like yeah i can figure out what is fuck fuck fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> you know like i honestly thought that's the way it was and apparently it wasn't it's uh Good for you, James. You really took over the world there for a while. And I can't the end of the, go ahead. The end of the allotted time. In other words, after the contestant has given the response, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is what I'm. 
That is exactly what I'm saying. Hey, what what is the your most fond thing about Jeopardy now that you've done it? Like from being a fan to doing it, and you're like, you know, they say never meet your idols, but getting to experience your favorite show, like, yeah. what was the thing you were like, you know what, that was awesome that they did that. Uh, you know, I think one thing I really like is that the producers encourage you to inject a little of your personality into it. Now, I will say I had about 10 discussions with the lawyers on set about how, you know, just pushing an imaginary stack of chips into the middle of the table does not actually mean I'm committing to betting all my money <laughs> or waving my hand and saying, you know what to do is not legally sufficient. We, <laughs> we had a lot of talks. Well, they didn't like me uh, singing uh, song lyrics either because apparently they have to pay royalties if I uh, do that. <laughs> we had talks about that. They, um, I, don't, I don't know if you know this. There's now a rule that you're not allowed to uh, say hi to anyone in your final Jeopardy response. That's also known as the James rule. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering because you say you give your answer, what is, and then you do it, and then in parentheses, hi. I was like, I'm surprised none of the sticklers were like, well, that's not the right answer. I'm surprised you didn't get called out for that earlier. I'm happy that they didn't, oh, make, yeah. they didn't make a problem. They just adjusted. That's good news. I also had a run of three episodes where I started drawing some uh, pro sports team logos into my name, and they didn't have a problem with it because they didn't understand what was going on. But when I brought it to their attention, they immediately made a rule that that was not allowed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Two rules. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> can we get some categories this guy can lose it? Oh, that's awesome. Will you keep in contact with anybody from Jeopardy? Um, yeah, you know, well, I mean, I'm just ended. They've certainly been in contact with me a lot about uh, various stuff, media opportunities, you know, making sure that I'm keeping the lid on everything, things like that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to be going forward. You're not supposed to have too public of a relationship with anyone who works at the show because the quiz show scandals back in the day, everything has to appear above board now. Um, but, you know, they're very good people. I, uh, I wish I could be friends with them offset, but I don't think it's possible. Well, especially before that tournament of champions, we got to go in there and saw down those other two nerds, James. Go in there and <laughs> yeah. murder that thing. Yeah. Champion of all champions means a lot. You didn't get bored, huh? A lot of people were speculating you got bored with it. No, uh, I mean, you know, first of all, the money is just too good to possibly okay. turn down. Uh, but no, it's it's a game. It's fun time. You know, even if you're. Uh, even if you look like you're not having fun up there, the producers come out and you know pep you up. They're they're very good. It's making sure everyone has a good time up there. All right, good. That's good news. Well, I can't wait to watch you win the champions tournament. Uh, beat the hell out of that one guy in Ken. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Brad. Brad Rudder. Where is he dead? Is he alive? Yeah, lives in L.A. How come he's, he's alive? Not, how come this guy's never talked about? Uh, you know, I, I wonder. Um, I, I, I wonder if it must be hard for him to hear Ken's name in the media all the time. Uh, well, so he played back in the days when you could only win five episodes and then you got retired. Um, and he has, he has won the tournaments, but I, I don't think he was ever appointment television the way Ken was. So maybe his, his name just didn't became as big a deal that way. The rudder, dog. I'm with him. <laughs> all right, James, I can't thank you enough for making time for us. You're a very busy and important human being i appreciate what you did for my life there for those 32 wins i think the world does as well and i can't wait to see what you do next oh thank you next time uh try to challenge me to a less messy uh cancer charity event please <laughs> hey look at you taking a stand there or a seat i guess for uh pediatric yeah ken, i challenged ken jennings to uh to crack an egg he hasn't done it yet so wow wow wow, wow. Ooh. 
And that's why Jeopardy James is America's sweetheart. Yeah. That is why, right there. <laughs> because you're smarter than everybody, nicer than everybody, and your wife seemed to enjoy cracking that egg over your head very, very oh much. Very much. Oh, my God, yeah. She, you know what's funny is that she actually uh, thought, oh, this is too messy of a thing. I don't want it done in my house. And then it kind of gradually dawned on her, wait a minute, I could be the one smashing this egg. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hashtag crack cancer challenge that's going around right now to raise funds and awareness for pediatric cancer, I believe, through Willie's Foundation or Willie's Fund in uh, Connecticut, which is awesome. Uh, James participated in it with his genius wife that we have learned was on. Millionaire, right? Who wants to be a millionaire? Is that right, James? Yes, that's right. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. So you two just do trivia stuff to each other at the <laughs> house, like, uh, like who's is she? Like, how does this work now? Because she had the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire run there. You were on the chase. You did well, but nothing can compare to this Jeopardy stint. Is she going to be the next one to go on Jeopardy? <laughs> oh my god, I can't tell you how uh, quickly my wife is going to shut off all trivia game shows in the house for a while now that I'm done with uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. I appreciate you, man. Take care. Good luck with everything. Can't wait to see what you do next. All right. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, James Holzhauer. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you, Pat. It's a pleasure. I, I was just taking, uh, I just went to the bathroom to uh, leak some. Uh, Relieve yourself. No, no, not friend stuff. Oh, I took a dump. <laughs> Kid stuff or whatever. Kid stuff. Oh, no, <laughs> not that either. Oh. Okay. I just took a piss, man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was scrolling through the Twitter while doing so, and I saw again that Luke Combs shotgun. Mm-hmm. A little bit dramatic in the. Uh, a little too many head knockbacks, you know. What I yeah, mean? but yeah, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. But it, but it felt like maybe. And, and now, granted, he might have been vacuuming that thing out of there, though. That's what I. Yeah, like the I, hole wasn't quite big enough. I've never seen that strategy before, where you like really get after it, yeah. but that disappeared quickly. Yeah, it did. And if he's just housing beers like that, and he still has that buttery voice, I'm very impressed. Wasn't he a big boy? Yeah. He's yeah, large, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. He's going 330. Hey, by the way, that means nothing. Mm-mm. That means nothing. No, no, no judges here. No, no, but I'm saying just because oh, you're chugging. bigger doesn't mean oh, you can oh, chug oh. faster. Mm. You know what I mean? That's a real time. I like Luke Combs. I feel like it should, though. I feel like, you know. It helps, you think? No, I, no just like as far as life goes, you know, if, if you're that big, you might as well be able to chug beers well. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you're already there. Might as well add that. But there's some people that can't do it. There's some people that just cannot chug. I think Aaron uh, Rodgers is probably one of those guys. Yes. Like, I chug like Aaron. I can't chug. I'm not like great that. at it. Oh, I yeah. can't open my throat up like that. Like people, you got to be able to open it up and just dump it in. You know? By the way. Got those little bird lips. Bro, how about, how about fucking Aaron Rodgers getting chug shamed? And nobody, <laughs> nobody goes to bat for this guy. He's just getting bullied by everybody. Cyber bullied because he can't chug. Well... I mean, it yeah, was he, not a good look. He came He's out, not. though, and laid some. Yeah, yeah. yeah today, he, he, Beer ain't his thing, Good bro. line today. Mm-hmm. Beer yeah. ain't his thing. What he said, for Scotch, is a different story, yeah. and uh, good for them, basically. Uh, some of those guys finally found something they're better than me at. <laughs> 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 that is just sawing them down. That was a shot right and, across the And mouth. he gave a smile to the camera, too, immediately after saying it. I, I, I love it. I love whenever that type of stuff yeah. happens. I love whenever superstars look like humans. Mm-hmm. So when they're chugging beers, they look like humans. Mahomes chugging beers, Josh mm-hmm. Allen chugging beers, Mitchell Trubisky, Stafford, the whole thing. I like that a lot when the superstars look like humans. Uh, but I think we're in that era now where you learn a lot more about people than you would have in the past. Like I don't think Joe Namath's 
uh, <laughs> life if it was being documented publicly <laughs> wouldn't be one that would be uh, it would be loved by everybody. I mean, if Joe Namath was around in this era right now, he'd be hated by all the sports talk people who love him now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would hate him completely, but he would have been an entertaining figure. I like that we're in the era we're in. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve to get chug shamed. I, no, I don't like that at all. I agree. I don't like it because there's a lot of people out there that were judging him mm-hmm. that can't chug for shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Can't chug for shit. I just think you take it. I was taken back when I saw how truly bad he was. Yeah. Like, you just expect a guy like that to be able to do everything. That is true. I just assumed he was good at it. Yeah, he I don't think he drinks beer. Yeah, and Scott, that was wrong Scott on straight. my part. On this show. I don't drink beer either, but I could definitely chug better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, take that, Aaron. Really? Yes, I thousand percent. I don't think we saw Aaron Rodgers chug. I think he was just taking I, a drink. I think he was kind of half-assing it. Yeah, I really do. Well, I actually said I thought he was trying to make Bakhtiari yeah. look better right. because their offensive line get no shine, which he alluded to in his interview today. Mm-hmm. I think that was potentially what he was doing, but I, I like the fact that I think everybody should be giving the old chug a shot because it's just, uh, just like I said in the last show, the chug is a beautiful thing. The chug is uh, a, a, a people unifier. A people pleaser. Mm-hmm. It is something that is making its rounds. NFL Live on ESPN had a chug off oh between uh, <laughs> Old Shefty and Orlovsky, two friends of the show. Chocolate milk. Is that what they did? Yeah, chocolate milk. They chug chocolate milk. Yes. It's thick. That's, That's not easy to do. <laughs> I do that easily. Depending on how Zito. much it is. I drink chocolate milk every day. Shefty, not great. Well, I mean, it did, see, but here's the thing. Just like what you guys are saying. Would we expect Shefty to chuck no. chocolate milk? <laughs> no. Probably no. not. No. Orlovsky didn't do bad. No, he, no, he didn't. He, Orlovsky didn't do bad at all. He's kind of settling into his ESPN role, by the way. He is. Pretty, looks pretty good, too. The yeah, hair like is looking good. Quite a little good glow fits. up. Yeah, he's good. Good Dan. fits. It is, right? Good fit. I remember just the other day we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Old Dan Orlovsky used to put out the most boring teach tape in the history <laughs> of social media. Whenever he first got into social media, his brain was so good because he's been around the NFL for so long in quarterback rooms, around some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and offensive coordinators of all time, so he knows the game better than most. And he would start doing these social media Twitter breakdowns, and I'd be watching them, and I'd catch myself in the middle of them, like watching, like, oh, I feel like I just learned something there. And then I'd start listening, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Dan. Just a little inflection somewhere. Just just a little. It it was like Ben Stein there at the beginning. And then he just started working his craft, I think. And then he started working his craft. He gets ESPN. I think he's really found a flow in there. I like old Orlovsky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, you're right. He's smart. He's been, he has studied under some of the greatest quarterbacks, like you said, and then learning from that. And he can articulate it. He's a good looking guy, too. He's a good looking guy. He can articulate it. Better now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I yelled at him the first time he came on the show. <laughs> I was like, Dan, I'm learning so much from your fucking videos, but they put me to sleep the entire time. <laughs> Do you not think this could be a lot better? And now they give him literally a fucking telestrator on the screen on ESPN for like 10 minutes. Like, hey, Dan, just do whatever you got to do. And he crushes mm-hmm. it. That was coming from a place of love, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you, oh, yeah. you've known him. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. You of knew he was better than that. Hey, Dan, hey, Dan wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Same with when you talk to Caliendo and then um, Clayton Anderson. You know, just trying to just trying to help, man. You know people, yeah. Hey, listen, guys, you you could probably make it somewhere. Okay, I'm only going to be on the underground streets probably for a while here, (laughs) so I'll give you guys a little bit of a lesson that I feel like I've learned from watching. You don't have to take it, by the way. I I feel like that is something. It's a buffet, Pat. If you want to take it, if you don't move on, (laughs) just move on. Just go to. If you don't want a salad, go on. Don't get a fucking salad. Mm -mm. Get the French fries. Get your fried shrimp and get out of here. I like a good fried shrimp. Oh, oh scrimps. Hey, the, when you see those on like Golden Corral, Golden oh, Corral yeah. buffet, oh, Golden Corral. wow. It has everything. Have you seen their most recent commercial? No. 
They know who they're advertising to. There, right. there oh, is geez. no one on that commercial under 300. <laughs> yeah. And I've it, never been. If you've been yeah, to Golden Corral, so it's so underestimated. Golden Corral. People talk shit on it all the time. So it's good. So it is. Good. It is a five star, six different restaurants. Well, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It doesn't matter. They're all there's, good. There's, there's I've ch- also never been. Oh, it's incredible. Is it like Hosses? Oh. It's better than Hosses. It's better than Hosses. It's like Ponderosa? It's better than Ponderosa. Golden Corral. On 38th Street? <laughs> on any street. Not, there's not, more than I, one Hosses. That's the only one I've been to, and don't go back there. Golden, Golden Corral? Corral. shower walking Thir- out of there. Uh, 38th <laughs> like Street. the food was good. Is that yeah. the one with the fucking shop of old things in the 38th front? 38th Street <laughs> is a pretty rough area here bit, in Indianapolis. A little bit, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gorman. Well, I'm just saying, it wasn't the cleanliest place. I mean, they had a, they had a fucking buckets of food everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a buffet. Golden Corral. Oh, I know, but buckets I'm just saying, but yeah. I had a fucking slug that was going on the floor next to me. Uh, the centipede. You ain't seen a slug. You did not uh, see a centipede. centipede thing. Yes. Well, thousand thousand legger? Like, you know, huh? A thousand legger? No, no, no. About nine. You saw a spider I'm with one saying, extra leg. I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> here. I saw a spider I'm with a tail. A I'm going to eat because I'm not going to leave hungry, and I'm probably not going back you to started. this Golden Corral. That's all I'm saying. Man, I'm telling you, though, the And food you said was you good. went there, and I'm like, Pat, if you Golden. better than the 38th Street one, you're not just fucking doing backflips over that place. I don't, no, there was one in Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That was like right there. Take me home. And it was perfect. I mean, it was. Everything you could ask for, and you go for that brunch time. First, your first meal, you go, uh, you go biscuits and gravy with some oh. eggs. You do the whole thing, French oh. toast. Maybe they probably whatever they whatever looks the best. I'm, I'm a waffle French toast guy. I've become, by the way, I've realized Big really? waffle guy. Mm-hmm. I, Love I like, waffles. I like waffles as well, but I think I'm a, more of a French toast guy oh, than yeah. a waffle guy. Yeah, like really? for instance, we were at a diner this weekend, mm-hmm. and it said our special today only waffles. Okay, ah. so I got the French toast because. If they You're were right. that good, they would serve them the other fucking six every day. French toast too eggy, right. a little too eggy for me. Really? See, I, I like, I like that. it. I like that. It, but it's got to be a little, have a little. I don't mind a little crisp on the outside, oh, with yeah, a little soft yeah. on the inside, like yep. a little cake. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm strong in these stats. I feel that any person that leaves a buffet like a Golden Corral, six out of ten people that leave say the same thing when they're walking under their car, which is that, that was, was so delicious. Good. Yeah, I want to throw up. I want to go home. Thank you. No, when you leave, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Handle the buffet. I threw up one time outside of a CC's pizza buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I think that's something you got to do. CC's right until you've thrown up outside. Yeah, going crazy. You definitely. You can throw up inside CC's. (laughs) (laughs) I also threw up outside of Buffalo Wild Wings multiple times. That's what I'm saying, man. Whenever you're an eater, you're an eater. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I tried to go to Golden Crow. They opened one up in the town over next to us when we were growing up in Monroeville. And it was, I vividly remember it driving with my dad. I looked at my dad and said, hey, dad, we should go to Golden Corral. And he looked at me with just the most disappointed look. <laughs> and was like, saying. Nick, that's where the poors go eat. Aww, <laughs> such a bad rap. But I was like, dad, we're like, we're kind of poor. Like, we should eat there. That's it a costs bad. like $40 to get in there. Is it not no, the one with no. the antique shop in the front? No, that's Cracker, Cracker Barrel. barrel. Right. Dude, Jesus Christ. Well, no one answered me the first time. Best, best. Whenever I get a hotel and go somewhere, I always look for one that's right across the street from a Golden Corral or a Shoney's. Yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> that's where I'm going to have breakfast. That's the old person. Really it's the best breakfast buffet, dude. There's it's no so way. good. It's There's so no good. way that's how you select the your home. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Show me the down south thing, right? 
Uh, is Shoney's yeah, down I think, south? I don't think it goes much farther. I've never than heard of I've been going in Florida. I don't sure. think I've been to a Shoney's. Yeah. But I I respect your Golden Corral Scout Cracker Barrel though. We're not talking enough about it. It's bland tasting. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't taste Fuck, like just much. Feels shakes. old in there. Really? Overrated. Is it? I will play the shit out of the checkers out front though oh, yeah. and run it back on whoever. How about wants that uh, triangle with yeah, the, the with the T's? I've never got, the whole game. I've never yeah. won it. Never won. Oh, Chinese checkers. Nah, I think you're off. They have those. I'm too, big yeah. Chinese checkers guy. That's the one with the diamond. Oh like, yeah, uh, triangles. Yeah, you could, anybody can, from any direction can get it. Yeah, the the the, <laughs> the tea box game with mm. the uh, triangle, the yeah. tea. I've never got that thing. Like, I don't know even how. I've never do been it. to a Cracker Barrel that had the the correct number of teas in that game. <laughs> That's a good point. It's usually short like three. <laughs> I love when they say there's going to be a ten minute wait, then I just go f- load up in the in the general store just with you know. Anything and everything, and I leave Conway with Twitty. yeah, I leave with twi- I leave with taffy. I, you know, one time I left with a rocking chair. Yep, I got one of those. You know what I mean? Just keep just buy it up until they set you. I, I do like taffy. Have you ever walked out of a place the food was so bad? Uh, uh no, I can't. I feel so bad. I, I've I've left a bad. note on the receipt. I think I've told this before. <laughs> I've given a tip that was a good tip. It was a at least thirty percent tip. I normally give like fifty percent to a hundred percent tips. It's just kind of I feel obligated to do so because I've been very lucky to be overpaid for kicking balls for a long time. So I feel obligated to do it. If I go like thirty percent though, I'll write an entire letter on that fucking thing, <laughs> letting them know why they are only getting thirty percent. And if they showed any effort or talent at all in serving food. Probably would have upped this tip by this amount of money, this whole thing. I'll do that. I've never walked Here's out. Here's the funny part is they see a 30% tip and then they see the message and they're like, why did he give me such a big tip? Well, normally in the message, I let them know that they should find something yeah. else. Like you should go try and do something else. Mm-hmm. Like this is obviously not for you. I tried to play music when I was a kid. I sucked at it. I had to quit it. <laughs> this type of thing is for you. I think now is the time for you to move forward and be past this whole operation. You've walked out of a I meal. did it once. I paid. I put money down, but it was like way before the waitress came. It was a Hokkaido seafood buffet, Throw and it out. was so <laughs> bad. I was turning like blue, really and I, yeah, that's what I thought. And I was disgusted at how bad the food was. I put a twenty on the table, walked out. What'd you order? It's a buffet. I hop. I hop. Goodbye. What? You don't like IHOP? No, there's a real problem. No, no, hold on. What, do you hate Waffle House, too? No, 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 no. I'll go to a a Waffle House. I'm talking about an IHOP. I have literally waited. Because anytime I go to an IHOP, it'll be either at breakfast time or at dinner time. And I always get dinner for breakfast. I I get breakfast for dinner. There's only one other time. (laughs) Okay, I'm with you. But the food, <laughs> the food, 45 to an hour till it gets to your table. No Sensible. way. Yeah, every time. So I, I, I boycotted the IHOP. Yeah. Uh, you had a, that was some, our first meal. I've had, had bad experience <laughs> in yeah. India. Yeah. After our weight loss challenge, it's yeah. the first place we all wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. they got, the and they got the food there in 15 minutes. You know why, though? Oh, right next to the hotel. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we picked the hotel because it was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Did you see Todd's mouth watering the night before oh, weigh-in? Me like too, though. fucking sprinting over there after us. Hey, they were like shooting the smell from the kitchen oh, too, right into our <laughs> hotel. It felt like I like Bob Evans. Oh, down I'll, on the farm. Yep. Yeah, it's very good food. Hey, best crepes. You, you want a good crepe? You go to Bob Evans. I've never ordered a crepe. Oh, I have that? never ordered a crepe in really? my life. It's a thin They're, pancake. It's really, really thin. thin pancake. You get a kill one. They're really good. They Say I love crepes. I love crepes. <laughs> Crepe? Go ahead and break it, Pepe Le Pew. Just go ahead. Oh, I'm saying it. Just go ahead and break it. 
<laughs> what movie is that from? Ricky Bobby. Oh, Zeno. Tell <laughs> Nights. Nights. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> Look at you. That's what you learned in college. Shay and big. That's right. That a boy, Z. Anytime. Uh, I like Bob Evans, though. I get down with Bob Evans. You a breakfast for dinner guy? Cre- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kreps, though. I, doesn't he come loaded with a bunch of shit on top yeah, of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, jelly. It's it's jam. Oh, it depends on what no, kind you get. Yeah. Nutella. Get fresh I, fruit in there. Yeah, you get a nice mm. strawberry grape with some fucking... No, I do. You wrap it like a taco? Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, so you eat crepes like tacos? Um, Usually it depends with a fork. On, yeah, yeah. Normally fork and knife because they're a little... Um, Flimsy. Sticky. Flimsy. I don't and eat sticky. my tacos a fork. Yeah, what, do you, what do you call it? They got like powered sugar oh, and yeah. stuff like that on it. A crepe is syrup. almost like if you flattened out a, a piece of French toast because it has kind the egg in it. It's a des- really? It's a dessert yeah. breakfast. Isn't it really? a crepe? Very sweet. Crepe. crepe. It's a crepe? Crepe. Well, it it's depends on where you're from. Yeah, I've only heard it as crepe. It's it's it's. it's no, that's because you go to class. You probably say fucking. You're uncultured swine. If probably I assume if you're in France, it's crepe. Yeah. Yeah, man. What a crap. No, somebody do some research if on you, I guarantee you, if you go to France and you say, I would like a crepe. Which I've be, done. Like, oh, oh, you, you yeah, would like a crepe. I'm sorry, I have. I've had <laughs> crepes in France. Yeah, I bet you have. You've had crepes in France. <laughs> uh, 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 wait for the creme. Crepes. <laughs> we say crepes. Crepe, yes. Hard one. I don't think it's right. Yeah, those two are wrong. <laughs> those two things are wrong. Not crepe. <laughs> oh, say it. Oh. Say it. Say. Come on, Siri. <laughs> Thank oh. you. Apologize times five. Right I mean, now. that dude sounds American. Apologize no, times five. That's actually not how to say it. Oh. <laughs> that's actually on me. It's, I searched not how to say it. Jesus Christ. That's Shocker. on me. That's Why on would me, guys. You would you <laughs> that's a lie. That's a thing. It literally just happened right on our head. You just got ZL'd. <laughs> I just named it. Zito lied. Is that what hey, you named it? <laughs> you just got ZH'd. Uh. Good kid, that kid. <laughs> Other than the lies, good kid. I'm telling you, Gorman, it was because every time I was around him, he was always like, uh, like in the beginning, obviously happy, excited, talking, willing to do whatever. And then you leave him, I'm like, man, I fucking love that guy. Nick's like, yeah, good guy, good guy. <laughs> yeah, except you just lie right? <laughs> all the time. He lies about everything. I was like, oh my God, it's hysterical. <laughs> We interrupt this incredible conversation for a reading by Zito. Zito, I'll let the people know that when we read ads, it's at the end of the day. So some people already head home. Mm -hmm. Some people are doing their thing. You're currently streaming on Twitch, I believe. Yes. Twitch.tv forward slash The Pat McAfee Show. So it never it never ends with you because you're always working, always grinding. Yes, sir. But for me, it's been a long day. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any better way to end it than for you to showcase your flawless reading abilities and sell the shit out of a company. So, ladies and gentlemen, a reading by Zito. Thank you, Pat. You know those times when every day feels the same? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're on autopilot. Yeah. How you're so caught up in your routine that you forget to take care of yourself? Yeah. Well... Dollar Shave Club makes it easy to take care of yourself when that happens. Really? Their quality products help me look, feel, and smell my best. Great inflection. Thank you. I get everything I need from Dollar Shave Club without going to the store. Are you kidding me? Oh, shit. (laughs) I've been a Dollar Shave Club member for years. Oh, dang. I used the wrong one. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. I've been using... (laughs) I, I don't like how they use a different color. 
it's black and white and they use a different color so i don't know what i should read here black and white with a shade of gray man don't worry yeah. about it just keep it going all right i'm going to talk about the experiences i've used with the executive razor the shave butter the face clean cleanser and why i love them so much all right tell me why zito i'm gonna tell you right now i've never had a smoother shave with my executive razor <laughs> and that shave butter i'm gonna tell you right now so good it tell me oh i'm gonna tell you right now yeah so smooth at after my shave and isn't it really nice the shave butter too it's see-through oh. so you can shave and, oh, yeah. and see where you're going it's i'm Dr. surprised Carver's. you haven't noticed yeah i've been shaving now yeah lined up i'm lined up now i'm not messing up and going crisscross you do that every morning with your my executive uh razor and that thing has a little bit of durability to it, a little oh. bit of weight to it so oh, it feels yeah. good Goes right through it. And as amazing as their shave stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. That's what you've been saying. I have said that a couple times. They have everything I use. Body wash, shampoo, toothpaste. You use you that stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nightly. Not morning, but nightly. Really? I'm a, not, I'm, not a night, I'm a night shower guy. Oh, okay. That's Everyone good for us. That. that has to work for you, with oh, you. I toothpaste in the morning, though. Do you? I do. Actually, <laughs> I didn't do this morning. <laughs> But let me tell you something more. You name it, they have it, and I use it. Uh, Dollar Shave Club has spent years developing, crafting, and refining their product. They're so much better than anything I've ever used before. Trust me on that. Okay, okay. I will. I'm going to call some action here. Yeah, you are. And right now, you can get a Dollar Shave Club starter set just for $5. It comes with everything you need for a great shave. The executive razor, shave butter, and that face cleanser. You're going to love it as much as I do. Trust me on that. Get your starter set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash America. Dollarshaveclub.com slash America. I think I got a 10 out of 10 on that one. I think you think wrong, but like that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I think you were passionate about it because you have passionate. been using the executive razor and your beard line looks incredible. Yep. The Dr. Carver shave butter that you can see through so you yep. can shave the line is also very nice. It's like nice. a heat-seeking missile. And they send it to your house whenever you're about to run out of something. They replenish you. I mean, it's it takes the convenience all the way up and your bedroom uh, bathroom, you look, feel, and smell your absolute best. And Zito, I don't think there's ever been a truer statement said about anybody other than you than Thank look, you. A lot. feel, and smell your absolute best. Thank you. Do we have anything for feet in Dollar Shave Club? Do they say anything um, for feet? Nothing yet. Maybe the body wash would probably help out with that, but other you're, than that, You're though, a night shower guy. I'm a night shower guy. I should become a morning shower guy. $5 for the starter set? $5 only. That's almost $0. Basically. Plus five. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're giving this shit away. They're just giving it away. People need to sign up at dollarshaveclub.com slash America. Is that a forward slash or a backslash? Uh, they actually don't say there, but I'm going to go ahead and say uh, it just says slash. So Try both. <laughs> probably <laughs> forward slash. <laughs> probably <laughs> forward slash. Yeah, now, that is uh, dollarshaveclub.com forward slash America. Really good job, Zito. Thank you. Hey. Hey, come on. Hey. Come on. Hey. Oh. Thanks, guys. Can I go back to the Twitch stream? Yeah, yeah. We got to get back to the conversation, too. (laughs) NBA finals are really heating up, aren't they, boys? Yes, they are. Oh, yeah. The way those guys shoot the ball into the hoop is just electrifying. Swish. Swish. And that was how I beat Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) Cities are really rallying. I mean, it's getting crazy right now. All of Canada is pulling hard for Toronto. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they have a real chance, especially with all these injuries happening to Golden State. But Mm -hmm. my question is this. 
Kevin Durant, ah. Yes. Clay Thompson, probably, ah. Looney, ah. Steve Kerr, still there, I think. Yeah, he's bad back. Yep. He has a bad back midseason normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's back. Is that Golden State team? Good pun. See that? If that Golden State team wins with all those people out, is Toronto still excited about potentially coming back and making a play here? I don't think it's even possible. If you can't beat them like this, what, Steph Curry had, what, a fever or something like that? Clay yeah. was hurt. Mm-hmm. KD was out. Iguodala was hot. That's all Iguodala <laughs> does. But that's got to be like, I mean, that has to take some out of you, especially when you got to play them again and again. In football, you have one game, right? So if you lose to a team that has a couple hurt players, like you don't have to sit with it for the next week or the next game. This one, it's got to be like demoralizing. Be like, yeah, we just fucking lost to literally their preseason team. Yeah, I mean, if they don't win tonight aka last night yeah there you go when clay is most likely out kd out like you just said and you really only have to well i i, I say you only have to worry about steph but then i forget about they still have draymond and they still have boogie cousins and right? iguodala and iguodala oh, and fucking sean livingston yep. like they, they still have a decent team but like if you this is the night to do it if you don't do it tonight and then you have to play game four in oakland as well I mean, and you're down 2-1. I, I, if I am a Toronto Raptors fan, I don't have much. Okay, so forward. I have a question. Steph Curry hit 21 straight threes the other day in uh, Oracle Arena there, mm-hmm. demolishing the Foxy Challenge of 19 <laughs> straight. Respect. Will he shoot 100 times with Klay Thompson out, or is this just going to be uh, he's going to be getting double teams? It's going to be hard to get him the rock. 200 times. I would if I was him. But we'll let the pull other... up from half court. Well, I, Steph. Go ahead, man. It's what you do. Just do it. I loved what happened between him and Kevin Love. By the way, mm-hmm. he put a tweet out back from the 2016 Finals Game Seven under a minute. He tried to go around Kevin Love, but mm-hmm. he just kind of lazy did it and put up a shot and he missed it. They end up losing. Cavaliers win. He said, "What I should have done is just go right around Kevin Love easily for a two point <laughs> shot." <laughs> and Kevin Love responded with a great tweet. He said, "Easily," which I love. Kevin Love having a little so. Awareness being like, absolutely, you could have just shook the shit out of me, or it's the other way around. A lot of people saying that he, yeah, like he was talking shit, like he was mad about it. I think he was. You think he was? Oh, for sure. Dude, Kevin Love's a great defender, and he was Ding him up on that play. I don't think he thinks that Steph gets by. He also seems like a very like he gets triggered. No, he gets triggered online. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. It's been a couple of years, though, since he's been triggered online. I think he's past that. Oh, you think he's mature? Especially since he didn't play at all, really, this season. That's and what no I'm one saying. knew. Yeah, no I mean, I don't know. I just know he used to, at least. You know. Oh, you're saying that history says that Kevin Love was real life triggered. Yeah. yeah, I think his buttons get pushed pretty easily. Really? Yeah. Okay, Love? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- oh, because he got mad at. Um, Wait, he was at the Minnesota, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was when he was fat, Caleb. So he came out That's of UCLA, great. right? That's great, Caleb. He came out of UCLA as a rebounding machine, like a yeah. board machine. This guy's going to get 20-plus rebounds at double, night. Double machine. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes to Minnesota, and then he ends up going to Cleveland. 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 And they kind of pushed him out of Minnesota, right? Wasn't it kind of like one of those situations? He wanted out because he was tired of just dominating and have no one to play with. Okay, so he wanted out. So my fault. They didn't push him out. He kind of forced his way out of there. He goes to Cleveland, wins a couple games. But I do remember him getting a little salty about shit that was happening remember on the internet. It, it was it was it a was, dance. It, yeah, it was the dancing one. It was the, it was the, the only white kid in the thing. Correct. Yeah, and, and they said it was Kevin Love, and he did not get happy. He was not happy about it. Well, he said he got primo box or something. <laughs> Like, that's his actual tweet, right? Was yeah. He said he got primo with the emoji of box. And I don't think he was getting triggered by that. I thought it was kind of funny. What if he's just been misunderstood this entire Maybe. time? Maybe. What if K-Love is actually a hilarious human? Sarcastic. I think he is. Yeah. I mean, yes. he, I, he looks like he'd be a hilarious human. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. I remember seeing him reply not, not to way, some tweets with like a picture of his championship ring Love and like it. a yeah. So maybe it is. So just what a, it, instead of viewing it as a being triggered, view it as like a being hilarious. I think we got a whole new Kalo all of a sudden. <laughs> a whole new Kalo. I mean, what if we just change his entire PR image right there? Because I do believe a lot of people think he's like a crybaby almost. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Kevin Durant thing where yeah. people think Kevin Durant's like that. Oh, I internet. think he definitely is. He seems, Kevin definitely seems like it. Which Kevin? Durant. Oh. <laughs> I agree with that, though, 100%. I don't think so. I, I think, don't think Caleb got enough credit with the Cavs. I don't think so either. No, no, he definitely didn't. I do. Yeah, you're right. He definitely did not. Because he was making plays for them out there. He Absolutely. was an athlete. And the only thing is he got cold there for a little bit. Remember, yeah. he got real cold because uh-huh. he was a three-point shooter, wasn't he? Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the, like, because he, he played with that. LeBron, he had to basically just stick with, like, shooting baseline threes. Like, he used yeah. to bang in the paint. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Then he got cold and there was starting to be a narrative like, well, if LeBron had any help or like Kevin Love was paid this amount of money, he's an all-star, he's supposed to do I think he kind of got buried in that whole thing whenever he got cold. Three points here, by the way, next shot's your best shot. You just got to mm-hmm. keep throwing him up there until yeah, he short starts memory. We know that. We know that. We, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. I what, don't personally, but you know that. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do. No, we do that in here all the time. <laughs> We are three-point shooters in here. We yeah. come in here and just put up our shots. That's it. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you're going to miss them, but every once in a while, you're going to get pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Which Steph should do tonight. Steph's going to put up a lot of shots, man. I mean, they ran a box and one on, on them the end of last game, which all the, ex- all the NBA experts are being like, if they try that again with and you have time to prepare for that in the NBA, you're going to get torched. Right. So, But I'm sure they'll double-team the entire game. Uh, that, that, the, the, the very nice-looking, odd-looking coach of the Raptors ain't going to do it again. He knows. <laughs> Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, yeah. Nick Nurse knows that you can't just have that be no, sitting no, in the knows. film room for a couple of days. Yeah. They know what they're going to do. Steve Kerr's going to outwit him. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, just after the conversation we had with Matt Patricia last week, um, he very much views every game as a chess match. You know what I mean? With the other coach, the other yeah. offense coordinator, their quarterback. You could tell that because he was like, whenever he makes decisions, he thinks about literally what this person did today, what they've done their entire career, and what's potentially on the line for them if they make a decision. That's how he makes a decision. So it's very much like chess. I would assume the NBA coach is doing the same thing. Not that Spolster guy when I watch. He went to, <laughs> but I assume like the pretty good coaches are doing that. There's no way Kawhi stays in Toronto. What if he wins right here? Does he stay in Toronto? Got to, yeah. The uh, entire country is on know. your back. You got to. I was, he gets I, the most money there, you know? Yeah, I know, but I don't, I don't, he doesn't strike me as a guy that necessarily cares that much about getting 30 more mil to stay in Toronto. So much money. So much money. 50 million more. I remember what, yeah. I I remember a year ago and I'll say like I fucking, we, I think a lot of us did. We called it the Raptors idiots because they signed, they traded to Rosen for Kawhi who you only were guaranteed a year. Mm -hmm. But I mean, does getting to the finals and possibly winning it pay off just for one year? Yeah, I think so. What 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 if I told you that Kawhi Leonard recently purchased property <laughs> in Toronto. And plus the Canadian Chew on that one for a more, minute. Right? They said two sources confirmed. Chew on that, boys. What, the property? Yeah. Two sources? What, two real estate agents? Two different sources. They didn't say who, but I'm assuming somebody has Real estate agent to and property owner. Yeah. Yeah. Said, oh, yeah, fucking Kawhi's buying shit from us. Who gives a <laughs> But, like, maybe shit. he's tired. That don't matter, Ty? No. I mean, Pat, as a professional athlete, um, People you, love Toronto, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Would you just be tired of fucking six. moving from city to city year and year? I mean, I don't after like this, moving. this next one, it will be his. I'm sure he'll be there for five years because we'll get a max deal or whatever. But personally, I don't enjoy moving. I don't love it. Uh, when my I was going up for contract, I was going to I was very open. I was like, well, I'm either going to get a deal with the Colts or um, I'm probably going to retire or at least take a break for a little mm-hmm. bit because I didn't want to move. And I liked my connections and network I had here in Indianapolis. I had built up a good friend group, a good network business wise. I had a good situation going. 
So I don't know if that's how Kawhi is though, because he just got here a year ago. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, would he? Why would he buy this property? He fall that in love with Toronto in one year that he's like, well, I always want to be able to come. People back. say Toronto people is say. the place. Well, so it could be, it could be a vacation home. Yeah, he's, yes, he's a quiet guy too. I could see him just wanting to get away, like train up there. Maybe he's built a good relationship with. The, I mean, because he's playing very good ball right now. I mean, yeah, all just, the all the that that guy that's sitting at the end, um, not uh, the yeah. owner, the car dealership owner guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I forget his name. He went viral. You get it. Who he is? I assume he wants to do business with Kawhi Leonard. I assume everybody in Toronto loves Kawhi Leonard for what he's brought to the city. I mean, if they win here, I don't know how you leave. I have no idea how you leave, especially you especially as Kawhi, as a guy who's like a nice guy. He seems like he's a nice guy. He's a quiet guy. Doesn't want to get into drama. If you leave a city after bringing them a, a title and they can offer you fifty million more dollars and you're beloved by that place. I think it's very tough to leave. I think that is very, very. Why difficult. can they offer him more money? Is that uh, just the way the NBA contracts yeah, are structured? Yeah, because it's, okay, so it to gives the player incentive to stay with the team they are. With. But are the tax rates in Canada higher? I, I assume the taxes are higher. I think they are, but I don't know how much it's going to crush you for fifty million. LA is probably pretty similar. I had to guess. Yeah, crush you. Yeah, I would assume that because like not the, the, same. the Clippers are his other rumored team, and so California taxes gotcha. are fucking. Imagine doing his yeah, taxes. Pretty crazy. Ooh, he doesn't want to be in the Western Conference either. You dominate yeah, the East. You stay at the Raptors, and you go to. He the He could probably recruit again. people to Toronto, exactly. by the way. If he's there, he could probably recruit some people mm-hmm. there. Maybe not like super superstars, but I'm sure he can get two, three other good players to stay with him that he has now, yeah. or bring in a couple other guys. I mean, that would be Russell Westbrook. What if they get Westbrook Ooh. in a couple of years up to Toronto? Mm-hmm. It'd be that, incredible. He could get Kemba next year, maybe. That would also be incredible. Yeah. Kemba's still playing basketball good? Oh, still oh, yeah. still oh, great at it. Oh, yeah. Man, he was so good that one March there for UConn. Every March. Yeah. Every March. Oh, my God. He was so good at this, basketball. This year when Charlotte became into March, they like won like 12 in a row just because Kemba in March is, is absurd. That'd be awesome to get him on a team that's good so I can see him again. Yeah. He was a fun player to watch. Mm-hmm. Not just, a lot of Charlotte Hornet Gimps. I don't think they play here in Indy. <laughs> no. I don't think the Charlotte Hornets. Do they play on TV anywhere? No. <laughs> they don't let them on Where TV. Is, no. Yeah, I'm I honest, they're like no. the Flint Tropics. Are they, I didn't know they were still a team. Are they I in swear. the NBA? <laughs> I, I honestly thought there was a chance maybe they had to play for fourth place and stay in the league. Because <laughs> for a while they were the Bobcats. Yeah, exactly. And then they switched back. Oh, shit. And I'm sure their fan base is awesome. We probably have a lot of people that listen that are good for you. I'm just telling you out here in America, we've never seen a single game of theirs. I have not seen. And I don't even know. Did any of them even make the All-Star game? Like, I thought they had rules that every a player from every team had to make it. I don't even think I saw a Hornets player at the All-Star game other than Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan owns the thing. I assume Kevin made it. Bad, Kevin made it. Bad owner, too, by the way. Yeah, I said it, Mike. I said it. They were oh, ninth he's listening. Year, they were ninth in the East this year. Yeah. So, what are you, eight Almost. To, oh, you got to be eight to make yep. the playoffs. I would have seen them. Here's a um, – this has been floating around NBA. Um, they're thinking about doing – for the last spot, for the eighth seed in both, in both conferences, doing an eight-team – Tournament um, at I the like end of the it. season oh, I'm all in. Love to see yes. who gets the eight single seed. elimination. Huh? Yes. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That'd be awesome. I love so, it. So it's not it's not for the eighth seed. It'll be for the bubble seed, is what they'll call it. They won't call it. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. technically eighth. You're just the eighth because you're the eighth team. Mm-hmm. In it'll be a bubble. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. You got March Madness now. All of a sudden, do it just like March Madness mm-hmm. too. Have games go through the mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Have it knocked out. Oh, that's brilliant. They should do that. And then also gives the one through seven seed. One through seven seeds in each conference, a little bit more rest, like two or three more days more rest before the actual playoffs. Hey, you earned it, boys. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's about it for the show. (laughs) I think that was it. Yeah, feels good. (laughs) Happy Thursday to you guys listening at home.
Uh, Friday's right around the corner. Yes, it, it is. is. It really is. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is so right close. There. We're just one day away. Got a couple of announcements really quick. Sorry, Pat, coming out of left field, but happy birthday to my, my dad at 81 years of age today. There you go, Barry. And also, uh, boy, fair and square, fair and square Laird, thanks for that. Happy birthday to him. And also, Robert Kraft, 78 years old today. A oh, very, very the Patriots, happy birthday. Yesterday. So that was yesterday. Well, yesterday it was? Yeah. I yeah. take it back. My dad's birthday's today, not Bobby Kraft. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, both of them was yesterday. Yeah, I, all right. I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> is Coach Lou Holtz here? Is Coach Lou Holtz here? Does yeah. he have anything to say? Maybe to you have a birthday hey, message. Hey, hey, hey. Well, what do you want? You want Coach or, or the older tr- analyst? There's two different guys. Uh, give me the older analyst. Uh, and out on analyzing uh, you attempting to give two birthday shout-outs. Hey, Led, the, uh, the older one? Yeah. In, the, <laughs> in the studio one? Yeah. Hey, hey let's hey, 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 uh, Give me uh, the older in-studio talk to Lou. Can you have Brokaw send it to fucking Lou Holtz? <laughs> yeah, well, I can try that. <laughs> and finally, this evening, on NBC Nightly News, Tom Brokaw signing off. But before, let's go to South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> we catch up with the good doctor, Louis Holtz. <laughs> Holtz. Hey, listen! Hey, listen! Hey, listen! Listen! Hey, listen! What? It's a crazy. Hey, listen! What? Wait! Listen! Listen! The crib, not a crib. Listen, crib in the crib. I don't like the IHOP. Hey, three things if you want a good breakfast at IHOP. Number one, find a beautiful waitress. She's always smiling. She always give you the fresh food. Second thing is never order a crib because you don't know if it's a blood or a crib, and we don't want any gangs. But enough of the gang wars out there. I'm sick of these guys fighting. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> hey, this. Happy birthday, fair and square, Laird, Robert Kraft. Big thanks to Lou Holtz. Uh, Brokow. <laughs> Broke cow. <laughs> and uh, Jeopardy James are coming back. We appreciate you all so much having Hey, cr- real quick, though, before I leave this. Hey, this is a good show. Hey. <laughs> it's all right. Thanks, Coach. Actually, I'm sorry. Studio, Lou. Uh, have a great Thursday. Have an incredible weekend. Big thanks once again to the badasses that landed on the beaches of Normandy and saved the entire world. 75th anniversary. Go thank a vet today. Um, And other than that, Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers in arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940-41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeat in open battle man-to-man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home front have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war and placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. 
I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. <laughs>